0: Are you tired of the same boring and bland coffee flavors week after week, year after year? Why not try something new and fresh from Bean Quest Coffee? They have flavors like Brazil Peaberry, and my personal favorite, Bali Blue Moon Organic, a dark and complex coffee with an exotic and syrupy body, and hints of chocolate, vanilla, and spice. Seriously guys, check them out, and when you do, make sure to use our promo code 10biscuit at checkout for 5% off your order. Join us on a quest for better coffee today at bean-questcoffee.com. Thanks. Hey everyone, Tin Man here with another 10 Biscuit Talks episode. Make sure to reach out on Twitter or email. Let us know what you want to hear so we can get your ideas on this show. Thank you all for all the love and support. It means a lot to both of us. Now, let's get on with the episode. your home hometown
1: i guess it's my it's my territory it's, yeah so you. <laughs> welcome everyone i am hotter biscuit
0: i am tin man
1: and tonight we're talking about the georgia guidestones yeah. which yeah again i guess it's kind of my territory it's in the same state um although i will admit that Prior to doing research on them, I honestly had no idea what they were about. I knew they existed, and that's about the extent of my knowledge of the G- Georgia guidestones
0: yeah, that's that's about how it was for me as well. Like I knew of them. I actually thought that they were like a lot bigger like a lot bigger of a conspiracy than they actually are. Mm-hmm. I guess is the best way to put it like they're not a small conspiracy. I just figured, like, okay, so, like, you hear ancient aliens talk about them a lot, and Mm -hmm. it's like, it's like, the way that they make it seem is like it's another, like, Bermuda Triangle, it's another, like, Stonehenge. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. But, but it's really, like, no, I don't want to say that it's not as exciting as those things. Although maybe it isn't quite... But it's... There is less mystery surrounding them. than, Like, yeah.
0: No, I I agree. And I think that... I think I take a little bit of a different um, belief on this one than you do. Which is pretty usual. Um, It's pretty on brand for us, I would say. Yeah. Uh, But I think that um like you said they're not it's not that they're not as exciting um it's just that i i, I like i said i kind of figured it would be like a bigger consp- i i figured there would be more conspiracies <laughs> th- surrounding it than what there are does that make sense
1: yeah okay. <clears throat> i feel like um and we'll we'll dive into it a little bit but it kind of feels like there's a lot of generic conspiracies, like, thrown at these, like, right. oh, it's satanic rituals, yeah. pagan worship, like, antichrist, like, I don't know, it's just, like, conspiracies that you kind of hear that you can just apply to other stuff, too, Yeah, and it's just sort of like, let's go down the list of, like, generic conspiracies. Like, they just cut item. and paste. <laughs> yeah.
0: Like, they just cut cut and paste the conspiracies to fit whatever. I yeah. mean, how many how many conspiracies have we talked about in here that they're, uh, 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 satanic ritual or satanic cult has been brought up at least once?
1: <laughs> yeah, so, exactly. Yeah, but um, we're, we're rambling a little bit at this point, but yes. um, let's give you guys sort of a, a better picture of what the Georgia Guidestones are. So they're kind of touted as you know, the George's version of, um, the, uh, what did I just completely blanked? Stonehenge. It's <laughs> George's Stonehenge. Yeah. Right. So, you know, picture like these huge monolithic it's, pieces of granite. Yeah. Um, it's kind of just like this monument looking thing.
0: It's almost um, like if you combine Stonehenge and, um, Hammurabi's code, from Babylonia, yeah, like that's kind of the Georgia guy mm-hmm. Um
1: Yeah,
0: but yeah, go ahead.
1: But they're so they're in Elberton, Georgia, which I think is close to the South Carolina border. I I think that's correct. Uh, it's kind of out in the middle of nowhere, North Georgia, um, but they were erected in 1980. So this is kind of the first big surprise for me. I, again, I, I had no idea what these were, but to learn that they were constructed in 1980, that was kind of like the first bit that kind of like, it's like, oh, like these are cool, but they're a much more recent uh, piece of construction, right? They're like fairly new in the scheme of things, right? right? yeah so when you talk about like bermuda triangle or like a lot of the conspiracies that we've talked about i think are well no that's not true i don't know when you think of like monolithic structures i think at least i do tend to think of like ancient types of structures
0: yeah this is a
1: very recent structure
0: (laughs) for sure 100 percent. yeah i mean yeah especially when it's it's you know like you said it's described as like Georgia's stonehenge It almost paints a picture in your mind of this ancient, not necessarily like ancient, you know, because I mean, America's not that old in comparison, but you think of a a lot more than forty years, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like.
1: So. Yeah. I don't. But a few other facts about it: Um, it costs nearly. $500,000 to construct. Um, So, quite a bit of money. Um, What else? The person who funded the project is anonymous, um, and we'll kind of dive into that. That's um, one of the bigger mysteries surrounding the Guidestones is like who created it, and it kind of plays into a couple of the theories. Um, But the, the person who funded the project is anonymous costs around $500,000 to build. Um, And the Elberton Granite Finishing Company was approached by this anonymous individual to construct this piece. Um, So it was constructed by like a local granite company. Um, And it's like 107 tons of solid granite. So it is very sturdy.
0: (laughs) Right, and I I was reading that um, the granite company was like this guy whoever you know whoever it was that um approached them to build it <clears throat> they were like oh man this guy's crazy like we just want him to get out of our shop or you know whatever so they were like well let's just quote him a higher price than it would actually cost and he'll go away thinking you know it's not a good deal
1: right. but to
0: their surprise he was like okay yeah Yeah. sure like
1: it was a very wealthy individual anonymous individual
0: (laughs) yeah and i i think that adds to the mystery of the person because again i was reading that he's like oh yeah like i'll send you the money like they had this whole contract like uh written up where he had to disclose his real name uh to the, the builders But they had to also sign an agreement that they would never let it, like they would never tell anyone, and that um, any documentation regarding the building of the the Guidestones would be shredded and destroyed. (laughs) So that also adds to the mystery, I guess. But it also, like, reading it and thinking about it, it all seems so cliche, right?
1: (laughs) Yeah. It it almost feels like a manufactured mystery, and I kind of hate to like say it like that, but I don't know. That's kind of the vibe I'm getting,
0: right? And I,
1: I like again, not that it isn't interesting, because I think a few of the theories, like people have dived pretty deep to try and figure out what what the guidestone is, what it means, who made it, and why, but like. I don't know. everything just feels a little manufactured.
0: So. I agree. I, I mean yeah. it, even the even some of the um conspiracies the other conspiracies aside from like Satanic cult and um, some of those, they seem it, I mean we'll get into it a little bit more, but like even the the um uh, the vandalism. That was that was like written on them in paint or whatever it all seems so fake it all seems to want to add to the mystery of what these things are
1: yeah exactly um but um so ahead. we kind of described like the physical structure um, but I think one of the most interesting things about the guidestones is that there, there is stuff written on them. Like there's there is like a lore or an ideology. Um and that's kind of what uh divides people around these guidestones. And even when they were first built, there is a lot of controversy around them. So I'm just gonna give you guys like a little bit of information about what's written on them. But basically, um, in front of the, the structure, there's a tablet and it proclaims: Let these be guidestones to an age of reason. Engraved um, in the stones are ten guidelines meant to reestablish the planet and society, potentially after some apocalyptic situation. Um, it's written in eight different languages. So English, Spanish, uh, Swahili, Hindi, Hebrew, Arabic, Chinese, and Russian. Um, and here, I guess, I'm not going to go through, like, all 10 of the um, items written on there. But here's, like, a sampling of them. And I'll also tell you guys, like, the most, quote, controversial one. Um, but basically, it's stuff, like... Uh, rule passion faith tradition and all things with tempered reason balance personal rights with social duties uh, be not a cancer on the earth leave room for nature so like you're kind of going through these and to me these kind of feel like common sense types of things Right. like <clears throat> everything in moderation like respect nature <laughs>
0: right and I mean that's one of the big um uh like thoughts is that these are just like normal human decency things, you know, so like it's not a mystery because it's just normal sh- it's just normal crap that yeah. everyone should be doing anyways, um, right. <laughs> then you get to the next one,
1: yeah, so <laughs> this is the most controversial one, uh and it says, maintain humanity under five hundred million. perpetual balance with nature so obviously this can be taken a few different ways some people think that the creator is calling for the mass murder of millions of people (laughs) they're like hey there should only be 500 million people on earth there's way too many people for the earth to sustain whatever right Uh, and you know some people think that it's just oh well no and if an apocalypse happens, look, these are rules for rebuilding society. And, like, I don't know. A a bunch of people are going to die anyway. So, like, I don't don't know. There's, like, some justifications around it. But, I mean, I think mostly people assume that the creator is like, hey, we need to cut down the population here.
0: (laughs) So, I am actually a... I I put my camp in the second section of that and like i i think of this okay we'll get into it later a little bit but i think it's more like in the event of an apocalypse maybe don't go hog wild with having babies (laughs) kind of thing because i don't
1: yeah but there's no easy way to say like hey we, we need to cap the population even no. after an apocalypse.
0: <laughs> no, there's not. You're right. There's not. And I think I think that they're trying to how can I put this? I think that they're trying I think by them saying keep it under 500 million um, is less like oh man, we're overpopulated like there's too many people I think it's more like we literally cannot survive if there's this many people. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, yeah, and that you know kind of dives into one of the the theories a little bit, and I'll go ahead and touch on it since we're we're talking about this item. But you know, I I guess. Because of that one item, a lot of people see it as, like, you know, this Malthusian New World Order. Um, And if you guys don't know who Thomas Malthus is, um, basically in 1798, um, he predicted that short-term gains in living standards would inevitably be undermined as human population growth outstripped food production. So it's kind of like this, I mean, it's basically saying, look, the world can only hold so many people, right? Um, But, you know, the conspiracy theorists are like, hey, this is like some, you know, weird new order that wants to control us and control the population and what we do. And you kind of get into that, like, totalitarianism like right. you and I don't, or your idea.
0: <laughs> I don't think that the I don't think that tenant guide line or whatever you want to call it is Personally I don't see it as like a totalitarianism maintaining the population. I think of it more as like like even today, right, with world hunger hunger is a huge issue. Mm. And it doesn't help that there's seven billion people. You know what I mean? Like, if there were, it sounds bad. And I don't mean it to sound bad, but if there were less people, hunger would not be as much of an issue. Does that make I think,
1: sense? I, I think any way you cut it, that was gonna sound bad. But I know, I, think, and I don't. I think <laughs> I think you kind of dive into a lot of when you start questioning the amount of people i think you also start to you have to question um food waste and distribution globally like For there's sure. a lot it's there's a lot of stuff involved in world sure. hunger. And yeah we, so it's sort of it's not like a one point
0: right and i get conversation that. i don't yeah. i don't mean to say it like
1: oh man <laughs>
0: we if we it's so simple if we just cut back on the population Hunger is not an issue. I'm right. saying, if if all these, if the in a perfect world, it wouldn't be an issue because everything would be balanced. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah. Say the same about the that the Malthus theory, right, or yeah. prediction. Like in a scientific mathematical equation. Yes, if your you know population exceeds your resources, there's you're gonna run into the negative, right? But so, like the world isn't so cut and dry. It's, right. It's like, not. It black doesn't and white. work like that. <laughs> right. It's
0: not black and white. And I get that. Yeah. I'm just yeah. saying, like, I understand. I can put my mind, I can wrap my mind around it to sort of understand what they were trying to get at, if that were the yeah. case.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think you could argue about that, about this one a lot, and I think that's kind of the problem is that a lot of people have a lot of different opinions on it.
0: Right. Um,
1: but you know, I mean, you you could try and dissect it and say, look, I kind of understand what he's saying. Maybe he could have said it a better way, or like you know, or uh, I I don't know. But
0: he's from Georgia.
1: Well, I guess, well, maybe not. He might not be from Georgia.
0: That's fair.
1: You know, we don't know who he is. He, he could get, be from anywhere. He could
0: be from Missouri. That would make or sense. He
1: could from Missouri.
0: <laughs> uh, Spamdolf uh, in chat says, we have the resources to feed everyone, but capitalism.
1: Yeah, exactly. So again, like food waste and like distribution and politics, like it's Everything. a big thing. It's a whole thing. Yeah.
0: Back on topic. Let's yeah. Go.
1: But um, aside from those writings, the guidestones also serve as an astronomical calendar. Um, so the sun shines through it, and you can tell the time and the date and all kinds of cool stuff. And it's there. You go. That's <laughs> kind of like a standard, like structural calendar.
0: Right. Because <laughs> I get... I... Okay, I don't, I don't know, I've only driven through Georgia, right? I've only driven through, like, Atlanta on the way to Florida. So, I don't know where (laughs) Elberton is, but... Yeah, I
1: think it's North Georgia, so it's near, I think, the South Carolina border.
0: But from the pictures that I saw and the things that I've read, it's on, like, a five-acre plot of land the guidestones are and my question is who is going to go out to these guidestones every day to check the time and the date
1: well i think again if we're if we're thinking about it in terms of an apocalyptic situation um and and we don't have digital we don't have we can't look at our phone and see the date i don't know <laughs> he would use the guidestones
0: that's fair i guess i don't know
1: yeah but i i don't know i i i read one thing where a scientist was talking about what was written on the guidestones and he was like Look, the astronomical calendar, like that's been replicated across multiple like ancient civilizations. It's nothing new. Like it's not no. cool or innovative. Like it, it's just a normal thing. And right. he was like, he was like, if they really wanted to prepare people for an apocalypse, they should have put like how to make gasoline or something <laughs> on the calendar. <laughs> <kind of. laughs> so whenever I. Whenever I uh, talk about the guidance having an astronomical calendar, I just think of that quote. and It's like, yeah, like, it's not that exciting. It's just an astronomical calendar, and we've known how to do that for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah.
0: Um, but
1: uh, anything else you want to talk about in terms of, like, the history of the stones or like physical qualities that Um, people should
0: know i do want to point out that there there's like the the smaller tablet next to it that has it has like information about the guide stone like how much like how big um each stone is how much you know each one weighs and stuff like that i find that really interesting um because in a new world order situation or apocalyptic situation, that stuff wouldn't be really relevant. You know what I mean?
1: Like, yeah. It's like, here's some cool facts. Right. Like, they're useless in the apocalypse.
0: Like, is this an apocalypse or is this a museum? Like, come on. Um, and then there's the time capsule that's buried underneath the guidestones that I also find interesting. Um, yeah, which also leads me to believe that it's it is more of an apocalyptic situation. Yeah.
1: Um, so apparently, there there the tablet states that there is a time capsule buried under the guide stones. Um, but I think, as as far as I know, there's no information about when it should be opened right. and what's in it. Right. So I guess. We don't even really know if it's there. I I don't know. I'm surprised that no one has tried to dig it up, honestly. Um, I know now there are cameras around the site because there have been cases of vandalism, like Timmy had mentioned before, um, where people will come and spray paint. Uh, I know I saw one story about people using, like, the two-part epoxy, (laughs) where you can't just, like, wash that off. They had to re-carve... um, you know, like chip it off and recarve part of the stone. So it is monitored at this point. But I am surprised, like in the number of years that it's been there, someone hasn't tried to dig up the time capsule.
0: Yeah, I I agree. I think it's, I think, okay. Because one of the pictures that I saw of the vandalism itself said like, "Down with the New World Order" or "Death to the New World Order" or something like that. And yeah. if you really felt that way. If you truly believe that the Guidestones were a New World Order um, thing and you really were against the New World Order, it seems, logic seems like you would do everything in your power to stop it. Like, so you would just like tear it down. You know what I mean? Like, you would just break it, it break it apart.
1: 107 tons of granite I don't know how easy that is to just knock over.
0: I mean, I'm not saying you have to knock it over. I'm saying you could <laughs> you could find a way to break it if you really wanted to. If you have enough determination, you're going to figure out how to do it, is I what mean, I'm saying.
1: I think it is a proclamation of uh, disagreement, not necessarily like a, you know, like, we need to tear this down kind of scenario. At least that's my that's my opinion on the vandalism. Could be. Yeah. Could be. Who knows? But yeah, but it is monitored now, so if you go to vandalize it or try to knock the stones down, you will probably get caught and go to jail or fined. Yeah. So just just a word of caution.
0: So I'm watching <laughs> you biscuit since you <laughs> how far is Elberton from you, roughly? Like, I mean, is it like hours? Is it minutes? Is it
1: um that's a good question let me see so where i am to elverton is uh just under two hours
0: okay that's not too awful So, not that
1: far at all
0: yeah that's not too awful bad you could do that like a Um, day trip you could drive out there and see it and come back in one day
1: (laughs) it is it is very close to the south carolina border okay yeah but yeah, I,
0: yeah, it's like a day trip for me. I
1: could go out and see it. Do that. I should. It should have been Tin Biscuit recording live from the scene. Our,
0: yeah. yeah, should, should have done that. We'll do. <laughs> we'll we'll do a part two if new information yeah. breaks, and we'll do it live from live from Georgia. Georgia
1: Guidestones.
0: Yeah, live from <laughs> Georgia Guidestones. It'll be. It'll lead up to the point where we get arrested for trespassing on the right. the property.
1: Walk there. You can still look at the stones, just as long as you don't bring in a can of spray paint. Yeah, we'll be like,
0: fine. I can. But have you seen you? You look shifty.
1: I look a little shady. <laughs> <laughs>
0: like I'm looking at your Instagram picture right now. You look kind of shady. I'm just pointing
1: it out. But the police might like just call it in as soon as they see me. Yeah, like, we I'll have call a the situation police. by the Godstones.
0: I'll call the police. <laughs> um. Let's get back on track.
1: <laughs> All right, let's talk theories about who, well, who and why, who and why of the guidestones. <laughs> okay. So I I kind of listed them in order of like not relevance, but uh, interest, because like as we mentioned, some of the some of these are just kind of like throwaway theories. Like pagan worship or antichrist or whatever. Right. So yeah. But I think the first one is one of the funniest. It is kind of a throwaway theory, but it is very funny to me at least. So first theory we have on this list is that some people believe that this was just a stunt pulled by the Georgia granite industry. <laughs> and they wanted to uh do, do this publicity stunt to get people to start buying more granite. I don't know how much truth that holds, probably not at all, but that is uh that is our first theory as to what the well, guidestones How
0: is the Georgia granite industry doing? Are they struggling? I don't know.
1: I mean that would be interesting to find out is how it was doing pre guidestones and then post guidestone. I mean that's a very Georgia um, Granite. It's very small niche like North Georgia granite industry <laughs> numbers.
0: All I get is uh, all I get is places.
1: I mean, we could probably pull it up. I'm sure if you guys want to do your own research on how the numbers rose or fall after the guide stones. I mean, well, 'll I'll touch on the second theory, and it, it's, it's like a quote theory. But when the Guidestones first appeared, there was a lot of publicity around them. And so at the time, um, Yoko Ono actually spoke out about the guidestones and was a was an, is is a big supporter of them. And she was quoted as saying, Uh, The words are a stirring call to rational thinking. So you kind of have to think at the time, like, celebrities were weighing in on these guidestones. So, like, it was a sort of, like, national event. It wasn't exclusive to Georgia.
0: So this is back on the other one. Apparently, Elberton is the granite capital of the world. And it has been since, like, 1924.
1: Oh, so maybe they were try- maybe they were trying to, you know, put themselves on the map.
0: But I mean it was already like a thing. Some sixty years before the guidestones.
1: So they were already the granite capital. Right. So the stunt didn't change that.
0: Right. And maybe less- they wanted
1: maybe they wanted more recognition like global recognition i don't
0: unless it was like um like they were and then the granite industry started to like falter
1: yeah i mean maybe they're maybe people weren't buying they could still be the granite capital of the world and be doing slow business right (laughs) like (laughs) so but to me it makes it more viable that if they are the green capital world, like that's their bread and butter
0: and sales them.
1: were low, that they would want to try and do something to boost sales of grain. This is
0: so Scooby-Doo. It's, <laughs> it's so Scooby Doo. It's it's so
1: Scooby Doo. It's kinda of goofy. Right. I mean, it is. I will say, though, that it, it is a very elaborate stunt, if that's what this is. Yeah. But, I mean, I guess it would have to be.
0: I mean, yes, it's elaborate, but also, like, remember the ARPGs? Um,
1: yeah, yeah, that's uh, true.
0: <laughs> or was it Ong's Hat? Like, that went on for, like, years, and yeah. that was insane.
1: Yeah. So True, true.
0: I don't know. The... Um, the determination of one person to get some get people to believe something knows no bounds
1: i mean especially money involved if it's it's business even more so (laughs) um
0: so you you spoke on yoko ono um (laughs) is there anything else you want to talk more about that
1: not really I mean there really wasn't much to that I just wanted to point out that like there was there was positive support around the stones and that's positive celebrity support right. um, uh, so there, there people were very divided about this when it happened <laughs> so yeah. Just, just touch on that a little bit
0: but um, so then <laughs> next we have uh, pagan rituals for satanic cults. Yes.
1: Yeah, I mean those are the kind of like the standard theory. Yeah. Conspiracy I mean it's theories. It's like, like we
0: said at the beginning, you can pretty much cut and paste satanic cult into any theory and it'll somewhat fit.
1: Yeah, um, it there's really not a whole lot to support to like link the two again very vague links and Again, copy paste, yeah. uh, conspiracy theory. So, yeah, not super interesting, but those are things that people have said about the Guidestones.
0: Yeah, I think it's funny so. though that people tend to think that it's like, um, it's like the Ten Commandments of the Antichrist, and mm-hmm. some of the like things are be not a cancer on the earth. It's like, yeah, I, I
1: mean, some some of them do seem closely related to um like church of satan types of right commandments um if any of you have ever looked at those no um, i'm
0: not a satanist Biscuit.
1: <laughs> well they have more to do with the self and they're more like nature and self based it's if you guys haven't looked them up, you definitely should. It's a very interesting read, and if you're not familiar with Satanism, then uh, it's probably not going to be anything like what you're expecting. So yeah, I would just put that out
0: there. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely not what it sounds like, just judging from the name. Um, yeah. Although I, I don't know, reading the Commandments or the, whatever you want to call them, the you know on the on the Georgia Guidestones, it almost it almost reads like. Um, like a Sith, like from the Star Wars, like it almost reads more like like this, the Commandments of the Sith, um, yeah. Rather than uh, anything too crazy. I'm
1: not familiar with those, so I'm
0: well, gonna. It's it's more about like
1: oh yeah passion
0: <laughs> and love and um because you know the Jedi and Star Wars are like a religious cult. Yeah. And so like they're all like only do for us, don't do for anybody else, don't love yourself, don't love anyone else. And the Sith are more like, hey man, be free. They're like hippies. Like, be free, love who you want. Like uh, it's fine. I
1: don't know no, about that. I'm no, like legitimately
0: right like that's like
1: It's the pursuit of vict- it's The pursuit of victory and winning at any cost.
0: Yeah, I guess, but also... Which can be... Well, what I mean is, like... like, So there's, like, the Jedi Code, right? Right. Which is, like, there is no love. There is only the Force. Like, you're not allowed to love as a Jedi, right? Uh Uh-huh. Okay, well, as a Sith, you're allowed to love. You're allowed to get married. You're allowed to have kids. You're allowed to get you're allowed to do all that stuff and it's like there's only passion like there's force like you take stuff by force but also you it's like a it's like a lawful evil we'll say
1: lawful Gotcha, gotcha i'm looking at them both now and they're very interesting i was not familiar with them previously <laughs>
0: yeah it Like, one of the big things, I mean, this is totally off-topic, but, like, one of the big things of Star Wars is that the Jedi are actually kind of, like, the bad guys in the whole thing because they're very, like, you do what we say, there's no other option.
1: Very controlling.
0: Yeah, whereas, like, the Sith are more like, like, this is the end goal, get to it how you will kind of thing.
1: I don't know. I got you. I don't know. Yeah.
0: Just an interesting, interesting little side note.
1: Yeah. I mean, I I think it, yeah, it is an interesting comparison. And I I guess that kind of, you know, reading these to me, they feel, they feel super generic. They do. (laughs) Like, again, kind of common sense things. And I think that's why, you can kind of uh, compare them to a lot of other uh, commandment types of things Um, and definitely why conspiracy theorists have likened them to, um, you know, like (laughs) the commandments of the Antichrist and paganism and stuff like that. So like, yeah, they're just kind of generic, honestly. Kind of like, I don't know whatever.
0: (laughs) No, I get you. I agree. Yeah. I, um, they are very generic, you know, it's, it's very, like we said earlier, it's very common sense stuff. Um, it's less like to me, it reads less like a new world order thing and more like be a decent human being. Like, yeah, I don't know.
1: Yeah. I was going to say, so someone in, in chat is like, most of them, seem pretty decent, like they're rational points. You take out like the population control point and like the rest of them are fine. And I was gonna say, aside from like the vaguely the the vaguely eugenic ideology there that's in within the commandments, like you take those out and everything else is is like pretty standard. Yeah. So I don't know. But um okay so let's Let's uh, hop back into theories cuz our next theory is kind of like the the big one. Right? There is a lot of research that, that's been done, a lot of digging and comparisons that have been made. And I think this is kind of like the uh I don't I guess it would it's probably the most pop- popular or maybe the most accepted theory. Um, but basically, uh, previously we said that the, uh, person who funded this project was anonymous and they were, but they had an alias. So that was R.C. Christian. Um, and there's been a whole lot of research done into this name and about what it could mean and what it's linked to. And ultimately, it's thought to be linked to a person named Christian Rosencruz. Um, and if you guys aren't familiar with a person, um, it's basically, <laughs> there. well, there are a lot of ideas about this person, uh, and even the fact, or even the question of whether it was a single person or a group of people, but basically, uh, this person or group of people founded the Rosicrucian Order. Um, and this is another, like, secret society type of thing um, founded in late medieval Germany. And there's there's a lot to this. I, I don't know if we're going to touch on a lot of it, um, but, you know, this society has been linked to the Knights Templar, the Freemasons, like... It is just a secret society. So this is kind of the the thought that you know maybe the founder or the founder the um, the person who funded this Guidestone project was part of the Rosicrucian Order, <laughs> secret society type of project.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Like you say, this is the most widely accepted, and it probably is. You know, but I guess my thing is. It's just like satanical, like a secret society is almost always a part of a theory.
1: Yeah. Usually it's yeah. the
0: Illuminati, but still like I don't know. It it almost seems too convenient. You know? Um I agree the you know, the RC Christian Is that what it is? R C Christian? Yeah. R C Christian, yeah. Yeah. I I see the similarities between that and the rose cross and the christian rosen Cruz or whatever so like i see where it fits but it almost seems too convenient does it make sense
1: i think this is definitely one of those theories that takes a little bit of information and just really runs with it like there's enough that fits to where you can maybe convince someone that <laughs> this this is really the reason for the guidestones, but all all of the the uh, all of the examples and all of the uh, what am I trying to say uh, evidence it is it all feels very conspiracy theory
0: <laughs> yeah, and I mean. I, I just, I guess my question is: what would a secret society from Germany want with Georgia?
1: Yeah, so um, obviously the Rosicrucian order has been around for a long time. And if you look into the history of it, um, it's been through different iterations and there are different, like, sects, I guess. Um, and today there are, like, more modern um, offshoots of the Rosicrucian order. So I think that generally, you know, whether or not the person who funded this project is part of the Rosicrucian order, I think, even with all the evidence, I think you could say he might've been part of the order, but I don't know if this, Speaks to the Rosicrucian order as a whole because there are there are a lot of nuances I think in the present day uh, people who follow the Rosicrucian order if that makes sense so like even though it may be linked to it it's not representative of the Rosicrucian order if that makes sense Okay. Like, I think from the research I did, it was like, hey, yeah, he may have interpreted, you know, some of the Rosicrucian commandments as, like, these, you know, what's listed on the Guidestones, or he may have thought that, you know, this is what he needs to do for the Order, but, like, this may not be what other people who are part of that Order think should be done.
0: All right, that's yeah. fair. <laughs> that's fair. But,
1: but I mean, the evidence, there, there's other evidence linked to the Rosicrucian order. And I, I think it is interesting, but again, obviously, take it with a grain of conspiracy salt, right? <laughs> like,
0: right. <laughs> For sure, 100%. Yeah. Um, and then, I guess, this is the final one, right? The Cold War?
1: Yeah, so I think this is, like, the most realistic (laughs) theory behind this Mm -hmm. because it was constructed in 1980 so like right around that Cold War era and obviously when you're talking about apocalyptic situations and rules to follow post-apocalypse like I mean you could be looking at someone who just created this because they were afraid or you know, any number of reasons for being scared during the Cold War, right?
0: Yeah, I actually uh enjoy this theory the most. Um, because if you think about it in like an apocalyptic scenario, right? Like let's say mm-hmm. um because from the, the research I did it was like it was like these guidestones were built in the event that the world succumbed to World War Three, right? Mm-hmm. So everybody's getting nuked. Everybody's, everybody's, like, dealing with the fallout, literally, of the nukes and the fallout of the war. And so this is a, a way to help those that survived and the new people that, you know, come later rebuild the Earth. to speak and so i i think to me this one makes the most sense because of the eight different languages that it is written in so you have english spanish uh swahili russian um chinese hindi and else right Uh, Hebrew and Arabic. So English, English, Spanish, Swahili, Hindi, Hebrew, Arabic, Chinese, and Russian is the eight language, like eight languages. So my thought process was: you have basically at least one language spoken um, from each continent written on this these guidestones. Swahili is most commonly spoken in Africa, so it's not the top. You know, it's not the top eight spoken languages because there's like what what is there? I looked it up earlier. There's like Portuguese is up there. You know, Bengali is up there. Um, so like, it's not the top eight spoken languages that are written on these guidestones. To me, I saw it as at least one from every continent. Yeah, but...
1: Yeah, some continents have a lot of languages, though. You're
0: correct. (laughs) You're you're right. You're absolutely 100% right. I mean, you know, even North America, we have Spanish, English, French, you know, everything. Um, But at least one... From every continent is written on this these stones. do you see what I'm saying?
1: yeah, yeah, so yeah,
0: so yes. like if if <laughs> if the world were to succumb to a world war three like you know, and they I don't know somehow came together, the survivors came together. Everyone would be able, most people would probably be able to read what is on this.
1: Does yeah, that make sense? It just, yeah, the, the, like, I just have this mental image, and I don't know if it's funnier for me because it's in Georgia, it's like in the middle of nowhere, Georgia. And it's like, <laughs> it's like post apocalypse, you have people from like different countries gathering together. In this, like, random spot in Georgia, like, surrounding these guidestones to figure out what to do after the apocalypse, it's just, like, it just sounds so goofy. Like, I don't know. Um, I mean, it is... It's just funny to me. It's just, like, a funny visual image.
0: Yes, it's goofy, (laughs) but so is everything else we've said.
1: (laughs) I know, I know. It, It Like, okay, so... I think that this theory is the most realistic because I could totally see some eccentric, you know, millionaire wanting to do this for whatever reason. Who cares? He's an eccentric millionaire. Like, and whether or not he was, you know, part of the Rosicrucian order or maybe he was part of another secret society. Who knows? Like. It's just sort of like I see it as a random eccentric millionaire doing something eccentric, and like that's kind of the end of it. Like it's it's his thoughts and his views of a post-apocalyptic world, but none of it's really useful. In like (laughs) I don't know.
0: No, I, I. It
1: just seems silly.
0: It is pretty silly, honestly. I mean, I don't think I don't think we'll ever figure out who RC Christian was. Um, I actually wouldn't be surprised if we never find out what is in the time capsule buried underneath, or even if there is a time capsule buried underneath. Mm-hmm. Um, Bubble lizard says, "Random eccentric millionaire or cult." That sounds like the reason for most things. Accurate. Um,
1: pretty much yeah i mean that's a fair point
0: <laughs> i think that i enjoy the the cold war you know world war 3 fallout theory the most um just because to me honestly like it's the least goofy and makes the most sense
1: yeah
0: um because you know during the cold war everybody was freaking out so It wouldn't put it past me. Or it could be a combination of, you know, random eccentric millionaire who's freaked out about the Cold War, decides to spend his money on these Guidestones. Yeah. And, like, maybe he was, like, dying. You know what I mean? Like, it's, like, his last thing. He's like, I'm going to help repopulate the Earth by giving these Guidestones, blah, 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 blah. And then he died in his bunker because he was too scared to go out'm yeah.
1: um, just very curious about what's in it would be really cool if if we found out what was in the time capsule during our lifetime. I feel like that's something that I would want to keep an eye on, yeah, maybe it'll pop up at some point. I don't know
0: maybe like I said if yeah. there's if we get new information if if the time capsule comes out and it's real and they open it. We can go, we'll go and we'll do live from Georgia
1: part right yeah. two. <laughs>
0: um, yeah,' cause it's only a, I, you said it was a two hour drive for you,
1: yeah yeah like
0: ten hour drive for me, no big deal, easy,
1: yeah easy yeah <laughs> I'll
0: just sleep at the guidestones. it's fine
1: <laughs> I think it's I think it's funny too, um because when I was doing research on this, the history channel did. Uh, an episode on the Guidestone, so I was I was watching it and taking notes, and uh, it was on YouTube, so it it was saying that it uh, it was like they put it up three weeks ago. So I was like, oh, cool, like this is like new information. So I was watching this show, like thinking it was new information, and then at some point they're like they're talking about the Rosicrucian Order, and the idea is that the Rosicrucians like know about you know when the next apocalypse is gonna happen like they have information on the mm-hmm. the impending apocalypse Naturally. and it turns it turns out that it was just this was like they did this show like back in 2010 and so this was like pre 2012 like apocalypse okay <laughs> and I was like oh all right
0: <laughs> that's fair I guess yeah um I don't know or they were copying us history channel was watching our show and they were like oh man they're gonna do guides georgia guidestones we gotta put our episode on and get some no public, public i should
1: have realized it the show felt very 20 2010s like it was definitely of that era i i just didn't want to see it i didn't want to believe it
0: <laughs> um i got nothing else are you ready for final impressions and like how believable our scale Whatever we want to call it,
1: yeah.
0: Okay. Um, final impressions. Eh, I think it's goofy. Um, I tend to go with the uh, the Cold War theory. Um, I would, as we said, I, I would be interested if new information came out or if the time capsule was unearthed. Um, to read about it it's a, it's an interesting thing just because it's just, it just seems like a random thing. Like, especially a random place, you know? You, yeah. having lived in Georgia, I mean, were you familiar with Elberton before? Did you know of it?
1: I didn't know Elberton. I knew of the Guidestones, and I've had friends that have visited the Guidestones, so...
0: So you were somewhat familiar with it, but not like... It's not like yeah. a statewide, like, thing.
1: No, I knew they existed, and it, you know, yeah, yeah. People just go to visit to visit. It's sort of like going to see a waterfall or like some other like natural occurrence. I don't know, like, like a, it's a it's just a day trip sort of thing. Yeah. So. Yeah.
0: But yeah, I think I don't know. I think it's just. Oh random weird thing
1: Yeah, I I tend to agree and I I do you know, I'm more on the side of like just eccentric millionaire doing something to do it and yeah. I think that the Cold War when you take into account the time period it it makes sense that it it would be um you know that this this person would be apocalypse focused because of what was going on in the world. Right. So I think that the two, you know, the eccentric millionaire and the cold war time period kind of go hand in hand a little bit. Uh, So I I tend to kind of agree with you, but I'm honestly kind of, I think that's more viable But I still honestly really like the idea of the granite industry just doing it as a publicity stunt. (laughs) I think that's also just like, that would just be really funny to me.
0: That would be really funny, especially if they're in like this picture, like a Pentagon war room, right? And they're like the head of the granite industry of the United States or whatever. It's like, like we got to take down Elberton and yeah. elberton's like well what the hell did we do man and then in another war room elberton's like we gotta we gotta cr- we gotta get a stranglehold on th- this granite industry crush the life out of everyone else and freaking out about it
1: yeah
0: yeah i don't know i think like i said i think the the cold war one's the most believable to me
1: um probably that's given the time period honestly yeah.
0: I don't know. That's all I got.
1: Yep, those are the uh, Georgia guidestones, everyone.
0: Yeah, we'll be we'll be back in two weeks tentatively, as long as nothing else pops up, which would be November tenth. Um, we have a topic that, for this.
1: Uh, yeah, I let we me talked look. Talked
0: about it a while back, but I can't remember. I can't remember what it was. Wait, I, I thought have our- we
1: had a list.
0: We have a list, but also...
1: I don't think we talked about what our next one is. Um, I know that we've been wanting to get... We had a guest on our last show. Yes. um, I know we're trying to uh, get other guests as well. Um, So if you or one of your friends or you know someone who might be good for our show, um, definitely let us know. We've got a few people in queue, but I think we'll... uh, we'll still be looking for more people to join us. Okay. But yeah, I'm not sure what our next one is going to be. We've got a few on the list, so we will definitely let you guys know.
0: Yes. We will let you know via Twitter or Instagram or whatever. Um, make sure to follow us on those uh, platforms. Uh, it's just at Tim Biscuit Talks on pretty much everything. Twitter, yeah. YouTube, Uh, TimBiscuitTalks at gmail.com. If you need to email us, if you want to give us suggestions um, on how we can improve or topics for the show that you would like to hear us talk about, um, reach out any of those places. Um, uh, Did I say it was on YouTube? I think I did. Um, I think that's it. Right? Yep. I think that's, We don't have any other socials to plug. Nope. Uh, Spandolf says he wants to argue with Tin Man, uh, if you, I can squeeze that in. Yeah, I can probably do that. That's fine. Are you- That's fine. Biscuit argues with me, like, nonstop.
1: <laughs> just, it's all the time. It's all the Every time. Every day, 24-7, always yelling at me. I'm I wake up
0: to arguments <laughs> starting. <laughs> I'm like, man, I just don't even want to do this.
1: But he has to. Cause but I have to. Because he's my co-host. Exactly. So.
0: All right. Well, <laughs> I appreciate you taking the time to talk to me about Georgia Guidestones. Um, everybody in chat, so much. Thank you so much for hanging out, Biscuit. Amazing job as always, as my co-host.
1: Yeah. Thank you, Tim. Man, this is this is an interesting one. I yeah. I now know more about the Georgia Guidestones, and maybe one day I will visit them.
0: Yes, because part two. Return of the Georgia Guidestones.
1: Stay tuned.
0: Stay tuned. Coming soon to a... Oh, you know what? Uh, If you missed the live show or you want to listen to our other episodes, please look us up on anywhere you can find a podcast. Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts. I think it's called now. Stitcher. Whatever you like uh, at Tim Biscuit Talks. I don't want to forget that. Important. it is important um, <laughs> but yeah other than that i have nothing else Yep.
1: Yeah. thank you tin man and thank you chat and we will see you for the next episode all
0: right have a good one guys
1: <laughs> bye bye this has been another tin biscuit talks with me hotter biscuit and tin man streamed live on twitch every other tuesday check the description for useful links and make sure to leave a review thanks everyone